Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pop Cult Talk. I'm sitting here alone today without Seth. Just gonna intro this episode a little bit. This is an idea that Seth and I came up with a while back and just thought it would be something fun we would try. I enjoyed doing it. I think Seth enjoyed doing it too. He got a chance to pitch Star Wars spinoff ideas to Kathleen Kennedy, who uh, I made an attempt at playing. Uh, we just kind of bounced the ideas off of each other and, and came up with some good ones. If these happen to come into fruition down the road, that would be interesting. But we had fun. This episode we actually recorded on the 30th of December back last year in 2016 before they announced any other things with episode 8 or what is now known as Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi. So there's some little lack of information on that in this podcast, but we still think it'd be a good one to listen to and entertaining. Try not to take too long with this intro just so we can go ahead and get into the episode, but without any further delay, we'll just go ahead and get into the episode. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the podcast. I'm Seth. And I'm Josh. And today we're going to be doing something a little bit different than what we have done. I am going to be pitching... Star Wars spinoffs, and Josh is going to be playing the part of Kathleen Kennedy. Yay! I get to play Kathleen Kennedy! One of the most influential women in movies right now. I get to approve or deny your wonderful spinoff. I really hope there's no Jar Jar here, because he's there, doing a hard no. There is no Jar Jar okay. anywhere near this. Okay, good. So, uh, Seth, sounds like you got a stack of papers together. Let's go ahead and go through your ideas. All right, let me start. All right, picture this. We have a crawl, because that's a stupid idea to not have a crawl. Every movie Hold up, has you're a... saying what? I had a bad idea with not having a crawl in Rogue One? Yes, I am. Okay, I will agree <laughs> with you there. <laughs> Every movie needs a crawl. Okay, and then we pan down. We're following a ship, just like almost every Star Wars movie, because, I mean, it's Star Wars. Tradition. Yeah. And... We're following the ship, we pan down, we see Tatooine. We follow the ship, and the ship's going out to the middle of nowhere. But we see a house in the middle of nowhere. The ship lands, and he's dropping off some supplies, and he goes to the door just to kind of let whoever's there know. We hear the Force theme. The door opens, and it's a grizzled, a little bit more gray-haired Obi-Wan Kenobi. <gasps> so... This movie will be focusing on kind of a little bit more of the quote-unquote spiritual side of the Force. We're going to find out what Obi-Wan has been doing between... (laughs) We're going to find out what Obi-Wan has been doing between Episode 3 and Episode 4. Now, I know we got a little bit of that in the Star Wars comics, but we're going to get a little bit more, a little bit more in-depth. We're going to see... Obi-Wan looking over Luke, but the big thing is, spoilers a little bit for Star Wars Rebels, but Darth Maul returns. I thought he was dead. He is not dead. He survived. Okay. So this would be the third meeting between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Of course, the first one was in Phantom Menace. The second one was in the Clone Wars TV series. And now, with the information we know from Star Wars Rebels, where Ezra and Maul combined the Sith and 
you combine the Sith and Jedi holocrons together, Darth Maul finds out what he what he's been looking for but what he wants. He wants to kill Obi Wan Kenobi. So it's kind of a callback for for Darth Maul to come back and kill, give Obi Wan Kenobi his payback for stabbing him in the stomach. Mm-hmm. My question is, who's gonna play Obi Wan Kenobi? Ewan McGregor. Okay, I was hoping he would come back because he did a great job in the prequels. Uh, Alec Guinness is dead, so I'd prefer not to have him come back as a Grand Ball Tarkin kind of thing. I think Ewan McGregor would be down for him. I still have his number on speed dial, so we could just call him up right now and just go ahead and get that started. You got a script written up, Seth, so we can get this one going? Oh, yeah, I can get it done tomorrow. Okay, good. And, yeah, like, and you should have his number on speed dial, Miss Kennedy, because they have... Because you had him in Force Awakens. He did a little part, and, you know, he said he's been willing to come back, so I'm sure you can get in contact with him. While I get that one working on, do you have another idea, Seth? I certainly do. Picture this. We're out, starting with a crawl, of course, and we're out in deep space. So we're not panning down to a planet this time. We're panning down to Darth Vader's Star Destroyer. We go inside the ship, and Darth Vader is in his chamber. He is in his kind of sphere thing. Or, I mean, if you wanted, we could have the beginning set on Mustafar in his castle. That would be cool. Either way, it would work. If you wanted to stick with the panning down to a planet, we could do Mustafar. The beginning location isn't as much of importance as the rest of the story. So, we see Darth Vader. He's getting a call from the Emperor. And, of course, the Emperor will be played by uh, Ian McDermott. And the Emperor tells Darth Vader that he has a mission for him. He says that he has felt a small group of Jedi that must have survived Order 66 gathering on whatever planet. It doesn't need to be a known planet it could be a new planet or it could be a, like a lesser known planet from like the prequels or something as Darth... long as they're not hiding out in the Gungan city on Naboo no they are not okay good and if you want we could even make mention of how all the Gungan in, in, in any of these movies we can make a mention of how the Gungans just went extinct yay okay <laughs> I'm good with that and so now Darth Vader's mission is to go and hunt down these Jedi that survived. Very simple plot, but I want it directed by Matthew Vaughn. Okay, uh, you've got me on board now with Matthew Vaughn. Um, I mean, I was already on board. I mean, you got Darth Vader coming back to kill Jedi, which after that scene in Rogue One, the hallway where he when he went ham on some rebels, it was mm. it was him showing that he still has power and he will kill you. Yeah, I was thinking this could take place maybe five, six. 10 years after Revenge of the Sith, so so we're not quite as close to the original trilogy because I, I know we've gotten a lot around there because Rebels is right near the original trilogy and Rogue One is ends like right at the beginning of A New Hope. So we could push this a little bit a little bit further back so it might would be a little bit more conceivable that there might be some Jedi still alive. Now... How would this fit in the timeline with the Obi-Wan movie you pitched me earlier? Would this be like right around the same time? Or before or after? This could be either way. I was thinking the Obi-Wan would take place 
to kind of coincide with Rebels a little bit, it would take place about two and a half, three years before Rogue One. Okay. So it's about two and a half, three years before Episode Four. But since you mentioned Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, another idea if you want... I mean, you could do the Darth Maul and Obi-Wan thing. If you, if people enjoy it, you could have like a Obi-Wan sequel, or you could do it like a Darth Vader sequel, or you could kind of mix them both together, and Obi-Wan and Darth Vader can meet again before Episode 4. Because who said that Mustafar in Episode 3 was the last time they saw each other? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you could have like a little snippet of... Obi-Wan feeling him kill somebody else within the Force. Because now he he got deeper within the Force. Like a space wizard. Yeah. <laughs> like an old <laughs> space wizard. Have him feel Vader kill people. Then either have him connect to him in his mind mm. from a far distance or show up to him as an illusion or something. Just hinting that yes, Obi-Wan is still alive. He still is strong with the Force and still is trying to watch out for Jedi so they don't, they're not all wiped out. But I think both of those are good ideas. Obi-Wan, to kind of stick within canon, Obi-Wan would have to leave Tatooine because he wouldn't want Darth Vader to know that he's hanging out on Tatooine and you know he's watching over his son because that's the whole point. Splitting up the Skywalker twins and putting Luke on... Tatooine because they mm-hmm. thought like yeah, that's the last place Vader's ever gonna look even if he if he does look I don't exactly have an idea of how we could get Obi-Wan off of Tatooine to fight Darth Vader again but I would like to see it okay I mean those would have like a nice crossover like I think I would do the Obi-Wan movie first and then a Darth Vader movie I mean if we space it out with the Obi-Wan movie like 10 years after or eight, eight, nine years after Revenge of the Sith, and eight, yeah, eight, nine years before the original Star Wars: New Hope, and just like space it out in between it, and have that middle break there with the Obi Wan movie, and then have the Darth Vader movie taking place along the same time, but kind of shift a little so that uh, Obi Wan makes a cameo at the end of the Darth Vader movie, either as a vision or a dream or something. Obi Wan talking to. Vader saying, yes, I still feel good in you. I just have to find a, find a way to bring it out. Which would I think would add a little more effect into Obi-Wan getting with Luke mm. and doing what he can to get him trained in the Force so he can do what he needs to with Vader. And I think, now don't get me wrong, the, the meeting at the end of Revenge of the Sith I think was one of the best parts of the prequels and it had a ton of emotion but I think if we were to see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader fight again sometime between A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith, I think that would give the fight and A New Hope a little bit more, I don't know how to say it, a little bit more gravity, I guess? Because maybe we could get to where both of them kind of get beat up and maybe Vader thinks he killed Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan still got a lot of good hits on Vader. Mm-hmm. And that could kind of lead into why he's, he almost sounds a little bit surprised in A New Hope. You know, just like saying, I haven't felt that presence since. And, you know, and he didn't finish it. So he does, that doesn't necessarily mean since 
we fought in Mustafar. It could be since we last meet when I thought I got rid of him. Mm-hmm. Which could be good. I mean, bringing them back together would be a great, great thing. Because, I mean, they had an on-and-off-again apprenticeship in the prequel trilogy. So having them come back together and have issues again, or I'm hoping they don't resolve issues because can't really say, hey, you have kids, because that would mess things up for the original trilogy. Mm. Or, hey, they're still good in you. I mean, that can also bring him, make him angry, and make him go off in Obi-Wan. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a good idea. I can talk it together with the Brain Trust and see what they think. And uh, I would go ahead and have a script written up for that one, too. We'll see what we can do. If it happens, it happens. I mean, the, the spinoff movie is doing great right now with Rogue One. We'll just have to discuss it, and I'll be in contact about Darth Vader one later. Oh, and by the way, I want Obi-Wan directed by John Favreau. John Favreau is a good friend of mine. We could get that done. I've had ideas for him to come and do a Star Wars movie, just haven't had the right one yet. So we'll see what we can do about it. I think Favreau can do that whole space wizard stuff pretty well. Yeah, I think he could too. I mean, work he did with Iron Man, he needs to come back and do a big movie. And I think Obi-Wan would be a great one. And I think as far as Darth Maul casting, you could either get Ray Park back, or you could get Sam Witwer to come in and do it. I think Sam Witwer is doing the voice on Rebels. He did the voice in Clone Wars, and I think he's doing an awesome job. He has the physique for it, too, mm-hmm. so... We'll pitch it to both of them to see what they think. Do you have another pitch for me, Seth? I do have another pitch. All right, thousands of years before episode one. I think I know where this is going. I have two pitches that take place thousands of years before episode one. One is Darth Bane. Bane, the big guy that broke Batman's back? Not that Bane. Okay. I mean, Darth Bane is big, but not quite like that. My suggestion would be, I know people love the books. I love the books as well. But I don't think that you need to adapt the books because there's a, there's a trilogy. There's it's hard to. I mean, I don't know if you want to take stories from all three and make them into one, or if you think this could be a potential franchise, you might could you might do that. Take all three stories, put them into a movie, and then come up with more down the line. But Darth Bane and the Rule of Two, I think, would make for a very interesting story. This would be. A very big world building because you know we've heard about the rule of two and you see it in the movies for the Sith there's always a master to hold the power and there's an apprentice to crave the power and then the apprentice has to become the master by killing the master mm-hmm. okay and at least in the legends in the expanded universe that's no longer canon that rule came from Darth Bane before Darth Bane the Sith weren't nearly as strong. There was so many people clamoring for the top that there really wasn't the top, if that makes sense. And when Darth Bane came along, he really like turned the Sith Order on its head. He was, was really powerful, and he became the head, and he had an apprentice. And then he had people below that, almost making up like a Sith army, mm-hmm. training them that way. For many years, as long as Darth Bane was alive, the Sith did rule the galaxy. And everyone was in fear. The Jedi were trying their best. They were grasping at straws to figure out what they could do to counteract this huge threat. 
And if you remember in episode three, when the Emperor mentions once more the Sith will rule the galaxy, he could be referring to Darth Bane first time. Okay. So it's kind of a callback from that story, but also kind of an introduction to one of the lesser known, from like the movie fan standpoint, a lesser known Sith threat. Is he canon in the books? The books that he's in are not canon, but the character of Darth Bane is because he appeared as a uh, Sith ghost in one of the Sith temples to Yoda in the Clone Wars TV series. Okay. So it is, because of that episode, the character of Darth Bane is canon, and it's also canon that he made the rule of two. But that's just about all of his story that is canon at this point. And I think... With it being thousands and thousands of years before episode one happened, we really have free reign to do really just about anything because a lot of things can change in four or five thousand years to get to where we were in episode one. So, I mean, it would give us another story on the Sith side or give us a story on the Sith side. How some of that began, I like the idea. We can start with one movie. I wouldn't possibly do a trilogy Maybe just a sequel, if it's top quality. If we can find the right director and the right cast, I think it could be good. I think we need to put out a couple more Star Wars movies to get people into all of it again. But it does sound good. Down the road, I would love to do it. I've always wanted to do a Sith side movie where we can see it from their side. But we just don't have the ability to right now. I mean, you've got whiny little baby Kylo Ren, we will get there soon enough, and I think that would be a great one to do. Yeah, um, the next one I have that also takes place thousands of years before Episode One, but also a couple thousand years after Darth Bane, is Knights of the Old Republic. Oh man, can I just go ahead and just sign off on this one, because I think I know where you're going to go with it, and I will go ahead and sign it off, go ahead and get me a script written up, because I want this done. Just need the right story. So do you have a couple ideas for the story? I do. You'd have to change it a little bit to make it fit in the movie format. But basically take the video game with Darth Revan and Basila Sean and, and a Darth Malak. Take that story and convert it into a movie. Okay. Because I think that is one of the most interesting stories. A lot of Star Wars fans do really dive deep into some of the extra stuff already know the twist but it's a big twist like the character we've been following the whole time turns out to be the sith lord darth revan who was the leader of the sith and their army darth malak was the apprentice and now i know knights of the old republic is a rpg and you can kind of make your character whatever you want so like my darth revan in my game wouldn't be like your darth revan in your game and i'd don't think it matters because I think the story is written well enough and I think the character of Darth Revan is written well enough to where we could literally cast anybody to play Darth Revan. Anyone who can do it, obviously. I don't care, male or female, it doesn't matter. As long as they can capture the character of Darth Revan, they would work. I didn't play the game. I played the second one. I like the second one. I hear it wasn't as good as the first one. But I could see anybody stepping in the role and just playing out the game. 
I'm a little hesitant with it being a video game turning into a movie. Yeah. But if one, if we can get the right script, two, I can find a director that'll listen to me, and when I tell him to follow the story and not the game, or let me say, follow the story and the game, mm. try to make it as close to it as possible, while also kind of telling our own story outside of the game, but also telling the story within the game. I mean, at this point, the game's, I think, 10 years old. Yeah, a little bit over 10 years old. I think it came out in 2002, I believe. Okay, so over 10 years old. So we, at that point, when the movie comes out, people will forget about it. So if we do tell the story directly from the game, we won't have too much backlash. And I think it could be a good movie showing another character going to the dark side outside of Vader or Anakin turning into Vader. Because there's, there's two things that I think would really make this interesting that we haven't really seen from Star Wars movies. And... You know, we kind of get the backstory of Revan and how he or she was this powerful Sith Lord and they, Revan and the apprentice Darth Malak were on their way to wipe out the Jedi Order. They had that much power and they were in such accord with each other. And then during the battle, something happened. Darth Revan got knocked out and Malak fled and left Revan. The Jedi Order that was there. In the game, it's on Dantooine. You know, the, the planet that Leia mentions, where she lies about where the, the rebel base is. So it, that's where, in the game, we could still use that, kind of give a little bit more context to Dantooine. That's where the Jedi Order was at that point. And while Revan was knocked out, the Jedi Masters from the Council kind of combined all of their Force powers and basically tried to wipe Revan's mind of being a Sith Lord. Okay, and now where would you say this would fall, would you say it would be before or after Darth Bane? It would be after. I'm thinking it'd probably be about 2,000 years before A Phantom Menace and about, yeah, about 2,000 years after Darth Bane. Bane. Okay. I think you would do Darth Bane first. I, I don't know how you have an idea I'm saying timeline-wise, I think that's accurate. I would think we would release Darth Bane first so we can see the rise of the Sith and then release this one. I think this is a great plan with Knights of the Old Republic. I would like to see a good video game adaption. Mm -hmm. We just got to find the right crew to do it. Another suggestion for the Knights of the Old Republic. I think that this also, if you can get the budget for it, if you make it look good... I think this also could work as a Netflix series. You could tell the Darth Revan story in a longer time period, and the show doesn't have to follow Darth Revan all the way through. We could change, and you know, in the games you have kind of this group of characters that follow you around. I think that a series, if you would want to go that way, could help flesh out those characters as well. And through the seasons, you can decide to come up with your own stories, follow Revan some more or you can eventually move on and do like the story from the Knights of the Old Republic 2. I think it can almost be like a uh, Game of Thrones-esque meets Star Wars mashup if you were to put it on Netflix. Yeah, I mean Netflix is a great platform. I believe we already are working on a deal with setting up a Star Wars show on Netflix. I think it could go well as a Netflix series or movie. Again, just have to have the right crew to do it. I'll take notes from that. Go ahead and have your guys start working on more ideas story-wise. 
I'll have to go through and play the game a few times so I can get understanding of the full story. We'll see if we can get it done. Sounds good. All right, some of these next ones I have, I don't have a, a specific story idea in my head. Maybe I'll be able to help bounce some ideas off, and that way we can get it fleshed out more so we have more notes to jot down. Hey, Billy, you, you taking notes on this one? Better be. I'm okay. Talk, talk about some good stuff. You better be. All right, so the next one will focus on a character that we have been introduced to in Star Wars Rebels, and this is a character that people love. It is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Who is that? Grand Admiral Thrawn is an expert strategist. He is one of the very, very few aliens to make it into the ranks of the Empire. Obviously because the Empire's... Space Nazis? Space Nazis, yeah. Because They're space dictators. Yeah. So there's no aliens in any of the original trilogy for the Empire, you know, they except for like the bounty hunters, but they don't really count. But because of Grand Admiral Thrawn's expertise and planning and strategy, he is able to rise up through the ranks because he's just that talented and the Empire just couldn't turn him down. Now, a little bit about his appearance. He is a blue alien with red eyes. Grand Admiral Thrawn is a chiss. He, I believe that's how you pronounce it. He has blue skin and red eyes. He is... Grand Admiral, one of the highest in the Empire. He's the Supreme Commander of the Imperial Fleet. He studies his opponents. I really like how he's being used on Rebels, but I think I can speak for a lot of Star Wars fans who know Grand Admiral Thrawn, say that we would like more of him. Now, we could see him just about at any point. We could see some of his adventures that takes place in the middle of the original trilogy and it could just take place in a different part of space that's not you know with Luke Skywalker and Han Solo Darth Vader all that because obviously he wasn't there in the original trilogy but there's a whole bunch of planets and a whole bunch of things that the Empire has under their control wants under their control stuff like that and so he could just this could take place just about really any time period far as long as it doesn't run into like our main heroes from the original trilogy. Yeah, I wouldn't want them to run into main heroes. You want to kind of distance themselves from that so you don't have all the nerds out there saying, Oh, come we haven't seen this guy before. Uh, he's new. Where has he been? I mean, you would have to have him off on his own secret mission or strategizing on how to take down the Jedi or the Rebels. Because I think this is a good chance where he can... We can really explore even more of the Star Wars world, and we could be introduced to new sections of the Rebels, because, you know, they make mention in Rogue One that the Rebels aren't all together, they're not all one group, there's different sections, there's different parts, and they have different ways of dealing with stuff, and so if he is off doing his own thing for the Empire somewhere else, that could give us a new chance to meet new rebel heroes and a different, maybe even like a different style of rebels than we've seen from mm-hmm. the original trilogy. I mean, you could always drop hints that it's probably along the same timeline as either Rogue One or A New Hope, or you can mention, hey, the super weapon the Empire has been working on. They just destroyed Jeddah. They've captured the princess, and 
just a story in Alderaan or something like that and just have a different side of the universe have him dealing with rebels over there it sounds good I mean we've got it's kind of like a almost a prequel to Rogue One or right in line with Rogue One Mm -hmm. I still like the timeline I would like to do something more in that timeline I think that'd be a good way to expand it a little bit more and have another story within it so I think that one sounds good too Alright, next one I have. Now, this is pretty broad, but I do know who I want to star in it. I want a Luke Skywalker movie. I know we've people say, like, hey, the original trilogy was a Luke Skywalker movie, but I just want a little bit more, and I want Sebastian Stan to play Luke Skywalker. Really? Mm-hmm. You want the Winter Soldier or the dude from The Martian to play Luke Skywalker? I do. I'm okay with it, but you have to talk to Mark Hamill. I don't know if he wants that someone that good looking being a younger version of him, but if he gives you the okay, you'll have the okay for me. I was thinking this could take place relatively soon after Return of the Jedi because, you know, those celebrations and stuff like, yeah, the Emperor's dead, but the Empire didn't go away just because the Emperor died. At one point in the 30 years between episode 6 and 7, it kind of faded away and there was peace and then it kind of reformed as the New Order, uh, or the First Order. And this could be kind of following Luke on some other missions to help take down some more of the different Imperial sections that are still around, that are still making trouble for the New Republic. Even if you wanted to, you could even see... uh, Luke's starting to set up his Jedi Academy. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that because I think how he would wrap the movie is have Han and Leia drop off Ben, or Kylo Ren as he's called now, Mm -hmm. to start being trained. And I think that would be a a good way to end the movie because you would just see him being dropped off before he murders all those people. I think that's a good idea. I mean, I would like to see another what happened, what what did Luke Skywalker do, or what did any of the characters do post-Return of the Jedi and pre-Force Awakens. Just because there's such a large timeline there, there's stuff that happened, mm-hmm. we just don't know all about it yet. Yeah, there's like not quite as free reign as the Old Republic stuff, but there's a pretty big free reign because there's 30 years. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah. And I want to show you this. I know our listeners won't be able to see... I'm showing Josh on the computer. This Kathleen Kennedy. I'm showing Kathleen Kennedy. This is a... The listeners, you can go. Just go to Google. Look up Sebastian Stan, Luke Skywalker. And all right, what we're looking at here, we see Mark Hamill from Empire Strikes Back on the left. We see Sebastian Stan on the right. And in the middle is Sebastian Stan's face with Luke's hair. So Um, I think he has the look. He's got the look. He could do it. If he gets approval from Mark Hamill, I think we would go forward with it. Because, I mean, it's it's a great story. We have so many ideas with that. I know we've got a couple of guys talking about stuff like that. Just nothing's been fleshed out and approached. I may have to get you in contact with a couple of our guys, see if you can toss some ideas around with them. Maybe we can get something started there. But I, I like it. I'll go ahead and get a hold of Mark Hamill today. And see how he feels about Sebastian Stan playing a younger version of him. And once we get that okayed, once he says yes, I'm okay with it, we'll go ahead and start working story-wise. Just bounce some ideas around with them and then we'll, we'll see where it goes. Okay, and so 
really the last one I have a solid idea for would be this could take place in the Clone Wars time period, which I think is would be interesting. I know some people are afraid of the Clone Wars time period. They're afraid of the pre- prequel time period just because of how they were received. But there are some good things in the prequels. Or we could do this in the Imperial original trilogy timeline with Stormtroopers. You know the video game Republic Commando? Yeah, I've actually played that. Yeah, that was a good story. I saw that in your list. I'm like, oh, great idea. Back to what you were saying. Yeah, I think a Republic Commando style movie following like an elite squadron of clone troopers or an elite squadron of stormtroopers, either time period I think would work. I think if we did a Clone Wars one, you can spin it so they start out as bad guys but start to become more good. Start out as follow the rules, got a job to do, Republic Commando mercenaries-ish slowly develop them into hey we've been told before that we're supposed to kill jedi at some point that's one of our orders but they're really good people they're diplomatic they're helpful i don't think we can do it and have them bond with the jedi or working with the jedi any jedi really and then just flesh out the story that when they're told to execute order 66 they rebel and go with their Jedi, the one they've been with, and go into hiding. Yeah, I kind of have like a general coda taking a group of, or him being with a group of commandos, showing the good that's in a Jedi, have them rebel against the Empire, what becomes the Empire, and have them defend General Coda till the end. Because I believe he dies at some point. I don't believe he makes it to the original trilogy. If you really want to tie everything together... He could be one of the Jedi that Darth Vader kills. I was just thinking that, and that would be a great plan. Just have the movie end with Vader showing up and wiping them all out. That sounds like a great idea. I thoroughly enjoy the Republic Commando game. I think this story would show that not all of the stormtroopers are meant to be stormtroopers. Some of them can break protocol, can disregard an order, and... Be human instead of the robots that they can be. Yeah, and I think if you take like a general coda and they could have like, in the video it's four, so you could probably have like four elite clone troopers with them going on these missions and stuff, bonding with the Jedi. Because in canon now, part of the reason why all the clone troopers listened to Order 66 is because they had an inhibitor chip in their in their head and that made them do it. But some of them have gotten them out and this these four could be some that realize it and get it get it out i mean you couldn't even have a point where general coda goes to each of them takes it out of them or something Mm -hmm. or them become the elite squad because they removed the chip um i'm gonna have to talk with the writers because i really like the story i feel like this could almost be kind of in the same tone the same style as rogue one a little bit grittier a little bit more like a war movie Mm mm-hmm it would have a lighter tone at some points, but I think mm. the gritty, another war movie like Rogue One would be a great one just because it was it was a great movie, and I think it could be good. I, I really like the Republic Commando idea. It would spin the, the light on the uh, Stormtroopers that they're not all not all bad, because we've seen FN2187, how he rebelled and became good. 
I'll pitch to the guys what we talked about today, um, pitch to them and just see what they think on it. I may have to call my buddy JJ just to see if he's willing to come back because I think he could he could do this story really well. Come back and do mm-hmm. just a spinoff like this and. And I have one more idea I just thought up off the top of my head. Uh-oh. It's been a rumor going around. I'm sure you know Dave Filoni, the uh, head of all of Star Wars animation. He was... My buddy Dave, yes. The head of cl- all the Clone Wars stuff, and he's been the head of Rebels, and he's done a fantastic job. And we know that Dave Filoni's taking a step back from Rebels. He's still involved in it, but he's not the head guy. So a lot of people are thinking that he's going to get a movie. And I would love that. I think Dave Filoni would be an amazing guy to have a Star Wars spinoff. And the Star Wars spinoff I would want him to have, and that I think he would want to do, would be an Ahsoka Tano movie. Ooh. I don't know about her too much, just because I haven't seen too much of the Clone Wars TV show. I haven't seen uh, Star Wars Rebels. But depending on how it's spun, it could be good. I mean, we've already got the kids into it because of Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I know she was Anakin's Padawan Mm -hmm. in Clone Wars. We can see that expand a little bit. Would it be a continuation of Clone Wars and the Rebels, or would it just be... Yeah, I'd like it in between Clone Wars and Rebels to Um, kind of find out what she was doing a little bit more. You know, in Clone Wars, she's Anakin's apprentice, and you know, she... She grows and matures and becomes a Jedi. And then eventually, uh, because of some of the actions of the Jedi and stuff like that, she leaves the Jedi Order. And in Rebels, she even, when she fights Darth Vader, she finds out it's Anakin. She she says something about coming back and getting revenge. Darth Vader said, revenge is the Jedi way. And she said, I'm not a Jedi. Oh. So she's not a Sith. She's not a Jedi. She's a gray Jedi. And I think it would be really cool to expand on kind of what that means. Mm-hmm. Now, the book that just came out by um, E.K. Johnston kind of goes into a little bit of what she was doing in between there. But there's still plenty of time to figure out a story. And I think we might could even show her working with the Rebels some before she actually shows up in Rebels. Because she... She has been working with the Rebels for a while before she shows up on the TV show. And I would like the voice actress who does her, Ashley Eckstein, to play Ahsoka. Okay. Now, would this be an animated movie or would it be live action? This would be live action. Okay. I'm going to have to get in touch with my buddy Dave and see what he thinks about it. Because this is his territory. Creatively, it sounds good. I'm in. I just would have to check with him because that's, that's his standpoint and he would be final decision on it. I think he has interest in doing a movie, so I think he would be down for it, but I have to check with him first. You got any more pitches for me, Seth? That's it. That's all I have today. Well, uh, thanks for requesting a meeting. I mean, these are all great ideas. I mean, I like to meet with the fans whenever I can, so we'll get you in touch with the writer's department and a couple other departments. Billy, uh, make sure you hand those notes to me when you're done, but um, Seth, thanks for sitting down with me today, and... um, we might have to meet up again later on just to talk any more ideas you have. Just work on some scripts, keep working on ideas, and we'll meet up later on. All right. All right. I always have stuff turned in my head. All right, Seth, thank you, and have a nice day. And check with Billy before you leave to get your parking validated, and um, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds good. 
So, Seth, how was your meeting with Kathleen Kennedy? I think it went really well. I mean, I have a ton of ideas. I just got real nerdy and sweaty. I hope you pitched some good ideas to her. I think we talked a little bit before the podcast about some of your ideas, and I, I like them. I mean, I don't know about that Republic Commando one, mm-hmm. but, you know, Darth Bane could be cool. Yeah, I'm... I mean... If you can get Tom Hardy to come back and play him, I'm fine with it. <laughs> hey, I'd be fine with Tom Hardy playing Darth Bane. <laughs> well, I think this is the end of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Let us know if you enjoyed this. You know, it's kind of different, but let us know if you enjoyed this. We can do some more stuff like this. Okay. I mean, I I enjoyed this. Um, Seth got to come up with these ideas and pitch them to Kathleen Kennedy. So we'll hopefully some of these go through. But thanks for listening, guys. Catch you next time. Remember, I'm Josh. I'm Seth. And we're out of here. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. As you could tell, Seth has some great ideas. And it was fun just sitting down, pitching those ideas back and forth, and just expanding on them a little bit. We definitely had fun doing this episode. We have a couple ideas on other topics we can cover in this fashion. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you did by reaching out to us on Twitter at PopCultTalk on Twitter. You can also follow us on Instagram. We've been posting a couple things there. Just search Instagram at PopCultTalk. And we've actually gotten a couple emails in now. We're going to cover them in the next episode. But if you want to send emails, if you want to send us comments, questions, snide remarks, feel free to do it. Our email address is PopCultTalk at gmail.com. Continue subscribing to us on iTunes, rating and reviewing us there. I know a couple other podcasts do this, but if you do, rate us a five-star rating. We will read your review on the next episode of the podcast. But we'll get back to a regular episode next week where we'll be covering news and get back with Seth so we can sit down and talk about what we've been up to. Because while editing this episode, I blew through almost two seasons of a show that I mentioned on Twitter, but tell you guys more about it next time and that's the end of this episode of pop call talk and we will see you guys next time